Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. And let these words be yours and bless. Amen. I may not be the first to admit this, and I sure hope I'm not the last, but preachers can sometimes confuse things that are really pretty simple. I mean, we'll, we'll take a piece of scripture or extrapolate some aspect of doctrine and throw in a little Greek or Hebrew, speculate about some deeper or historically contextual aspects, and, and, and then use some highfalutin words like exegesis and hermeneutics and what should be plain comes out sounding like gibberish, right? It's an occupational hazard, and I am a professional, don't you try it at home. But it is very hard, if not impossible, to do that sort of thing with Paul's epistle lesson. But I'm sure going to give it a try. Paul's final words to the people of Thessalonica, which is the first letter of his we have in the New Testament. It's actually the oldest writing in our New Testament. But it is so simple, so down to earth, it's almost hermeneutic, homiletically foolproof. Paul concludes with three imperatives, a blessing and an assurance. He says, rejoice, pray, give thanks. Always, without ceasing, in every circumstance. This, he says, is God's will for you. You do that, and there will be joy. Joy. The shortest word in theology, but perhaps the one least understood. That's what the third candle we light stands for, joy. It's pink. Some people always thought the pink was the fourth one, but no, it's the third for joy. And as a Sunday school kid told me a couple years ago, right, it's rosy because everything's going to come out rosy. Rejoice always, Paul writes, as if that's something you check off your little list of things to do each day. As if it's something easy. But it not always is. Sometimes joy is difficult. It certainly was for me earlier this week. Joy? As I was just coming to grips with what I was going to say about this sermon and doing all the other stuff I had. I had college finals, all these papers to grade, had the Christmas things all to line up, other sort of issues around the church, and then I find out that here it is, only not even the halfway through the month and we're already $160 overdrawn in our bank account. Ah! find it very hard to give thanks in that circumstance. Joy? My mother-in-law, who I really, truly love, had a stroke. And it's going to be a long and difficult recovery, and she is as far away as she can be and still be in the United States from Patty and me. We feel really helpless and how we can do to help. So, I mean, I get the pray without ceasing bit, I mean, it sure beats worrying. But rejoice? Always? Give thanks? 
in any circumstance? I don't think so. Can that really be the will of God in Christ for us? For her? Actually, yeah. For joy is not so much a feeling as it is a way of looking at things. Here's a thought. There is really no chance at joy unless there's sorrow. We need pain, suffering, fear, so that we can appreciate joy's strength. I mean, it's easy to get confused about joy and rejoicing. I mean, we know it's not happiness, it's not pleasure, it's something more, we tell us, but we get kind of cynical of it. We're not sure if it'll work, or we're wondering, do I just have to fake it until I make it? Do we actually see living a life of joy as, as, as a legitimate way of dealing with everything? Especially when things aren't going so well? Especially when Paul tacks on an always after it? That's impossible. Well, no, it's not. Our problem is we often think of joy as something we have to come up with on our own. Something we need to summon forth from our own resources, bring from the depths to bear in adversity. But you know, that's not the, the deep, abiding, while we're waiting in Advent anyway kind of hope and joy that Paul's talking about. Like I said, joy, joy is not what we call pleasure or happiness. Pleasure. And that's not bad. It's one of God's many gifts. Pleasure is, is momentary and fleeting and comes to an abrupt end when we feel pain of any sort. It also, far too often, comes at the expense of someone else. Joy is not pleasure. Neither is it happiness. Happiness is a state of mind, which, which can be brief as a wink or last on and off through your entire life. And it can stand a great deal of pain every now and then and the lack of pleasure, but it cannot last without joy. For whereas pleasure tingles the senses and happiness satiates the mind, neither are sustainable. Joy is different. Joy is both the experience and the expression of our deepest fulfillment because joy isn't ours. It comes to us as a gift from God. Joy happens when we can reconcile who we are with God's plan for us. Even those times where we don't quite know what that might be. Once embraced... Joy, this trust in God, will always resurface whenever we need it. To heighten pleasure, to transform happiness, to, to lessen pain and remove anxiety. Joy is what gives us mere mortals a glimpse of what heaven must be about. For joy is eternal. We latch on to it every now and then. That's why Paul can say, rejoice always. And it's no coincidence that he immediately goes on to say, we're supposed to pray like that too. Rejoicing is something God lets us do all the time. 
Your joy is not contingent on whatever pain or pleasure you feel in the moment. It shouldn't depend on how good a circumstance you're enduring. Your joy lies beyond those circumstances and is grounded in what you know and trust is still to come. May the God of peace sanctify you entirely, Paul writes. Meaning, God plans to make holy whatever you're experiencing in life. His future to transcend your present, and there will be joy. Joy is, is what you feel right before someone opens up that gift that you know they're going to love, and you gave it to them. Joy is, is that subdued excitement when the girl seeing her boyfriend act really weird and awkward and then suddenly gets on one knee in all seriousness. Joy is, is that moment after spending an entire day setting up 5,000 dominoes in a row right before you push that first one. Joy is, well, what Jesus says as he's describing to his disciples on his last night with them. He says, you know, when a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a new baby into the world. You may be in pain now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice, and no one will ever be able to take your joy away from you. That's the Advent joy of the third candle. We await our reunion with Christ, and it is promised, it is for sure, and it is always drawing closer. Thus, come what may, sickness or death, ecstasy or delight, it's all put into perspective by him and the joy promised of being with him. Don't have to say anything more, but I will. Joy is not something that can be hidden. Joy is not something you can keep to yourself. Joy is something everyone else should be able to see in you. I remember when I was real little, I think I was six years old, and I spent the summer with my grandma and grandpa in Indianapolis, and I went to their VBS, and I came home one day, and I had to sing to my grandfather the song I learned in VBS. And I belted out, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And they listened to the whole thing. And afterwards, when I finished, my grandfather asked me, You got all that joy down in your heart? Yes, Opa. Well, for heaven's sakes, let it out. <laughs> so I sang it again. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Can it really be that simple? Beyond all the theological jargon, whatever it is we get worried about, I really think it is. That that is the will of God for us. To be joyful. There's so many ways to look at things. So many different attitudes that dictate how we live, breathe, and have our being. 
but it doesn't get any better than this or any simpler. Don't quench the Spirit. Trust in God. Wait for Christ. And there will be joy. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.